0: Welcome to Orange is the New Browns podcast. We are the podcast that wakes up Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day at the end of every September. But who the hell puts him to bed? Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Orange is the new Browns podcast here. I'm KT, also with Brian. He's not going to speak and ruin my intro. If you record it, they will listen. That's right, folks. We're talking sports movies today. Are you excited? I am, Brian. But let's kick it off with a little mandatory mini camp. Mandatory, not voluntary. Mandatory. Mandatory? Mandatory. Mandatory. So that means you have to be there. Like, it's your job. Is it? It's your job. But voluntary, you don't have to be there. But, I mean, these players act like their contract doesn't exist half the time unless they don't get their money. It's true. But our Browns want to be there. Even Duke. He showed up. He did? He showed up. No way. Showed up. And the first thing he said was, like, I still want to be traded. Yeah. So. But he's a professional. Professional. Eh. Yeah. Well, I mean, his interview in front of a bunch of media players, or media. Members. Members. His media portion in front of the media was pretty good. Uh, I would disagree. Except for the part where. He still wants to be traded, and he says nobody wants him. I don't know where he's getting this from. He's on a team built, ready to go to the Super Bowl, and he's whining. So and he, he's got a good, good contract for right now. Yeah, he got a $5 million signing bonus last year and a $15 million contract over three years. So, I mean, the guys made money. A lot more than most. money. Yeah, a lot more than most third-round draft picks for running backs. You know who else was a third-round draft pick? Who? Maurice Claret, he went to prison. (laughs) Duke Johnson, you got five mil. Get over yourself. The problem that I have with Duke, he's a tough player. He's a great player. He's a good player. I don't know if he's great, but don't air out your dirty laundry. Wash that before you put it outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because all you're trying to do is put stink around the Browns. I don't want no stink around the Browns. We already got enough stink with the coward. Exactly. So we're not the Steelers. No. You know what I mean? I don't care. And Who are they? I agree with yeah. Who are they? They're not wearing Orange <laughs> Brown. They I agree matter. with Baker Mayfield, and he said it that if you're gonna be here, be here. Be on the train, because this thing's moving. If you can't handle it, get off. Well, Duke Johnson said this. He's all in. Even if he's not traded. But he still wants to be traded. Right. So he's gonna play. But he knows he has to play because it affects his status when or if he gets released or traded. He has to have some sort of, like, good footing with his next team.
1: Yeah, I don't... The Arizona Cardinals.
0: (laughs) I don't see him getting released. They're going to trade him, and they're going to wait for the right piece, which, please be an offensive lineman. Just saying. It's possible. They released... uh, Harrison. Harrison this week. So they released Desmond. him because he wasn't doing his job. He wasn't showing the meetings on time, and he was complaining. He was a left tackle. He was the backup, wasn't he? Who? He was the backup. Harrison? I don't know. He he doesn't wear orange or brown anymore, so it did not matter. So <laughs> another player that plays left tackle, big name, Washington Redskin, Trent Williams, has requested a release or trade. John Dorsey? Pick up the phone. Why not? This guy needs to lead the charge to get Trent on our team. That would be an outstanding left tackle to build off of since Joe T left. Yep. We can move Robinson over to the right side. Just yeah. So. You can put him at right guard. Yeah. I don't have any problem with that. Why not? Because we will have depth at the O-line, which is needed for long playoff runs. So. Super Bowl. S- yes. Speaking of mandatory minicamps. Mandatory. Somebody rolled up for practice. Rolls Royce. And it's orange. Rolls Royce. And it matters. Rolls Royce. And did you see the catches? OBJ was dropping this week. I didn't see any He didn't. Passes. That's the point. Did you see the amazing catches? This is a wide receiver core we haven't seen since the 80s. Well, they don't ever seen ever. I mean, well, what I'm saying is they catch the ball. In the NFL, we've never seen a core like this in any team. No. Especially for the Browns. Unless you're playing Madden. But guess what? This ain't Madden. This is real life, buddy. And we win in the Super Bowl. And OBJ is here. At practice. So get over it, all you sportscasters. He's here. You don't have any news to report on other than how good the Browns are going to be this year. So did you see what OBJ said about Baker? What did he say? So you remember his old quarterback? Oh, yeah. yeah Eli? I read this. Okay, OBJ said, I'm going to have to get adjusted to the speed because he has an arm. He throws that ball hard, just catching from him. The first day, it was like, wow, this is completely different. He has a quarterback that can get balls to him. So guess what he gets to do? What? Run full speed. Woo. Because before, he had you to go come half back, speed, he had come, come back, back to the, the ball, ball, catch the ball, then go full speed. Now he has a quarterback that will hit him in stride, Touchdown City, OBJ, CLE, dog check. So, I'm going to throw this out there. Pat Schumer decided to go out in the media to defend himself and his team and his quarterback, Eli Manning. He said it wasn't a knock to Eli. I don't think it was either, but it just tells you the difference in the quality of of a quarterback that has an arm like Baker Mayfield compared to Eli that it's always been questioned about as arm strength. Yeah, he's he's had arm strength questions since he gotten his, uh, got into the uh, NFL, but he's always been able to make the throws when they needed. Yeah. So he made the throws that counted, but now he's at the end of his career and those throws are slower and you can count the rotations like Vinny Tester throwing the ball. Yep. So it's, to me, I don't really care what Pat Shermer says because he was a coach that was trash for Cleveland. So stay trash in New York where trash belongs. Well, this is his last season as a New York Giants. Do you think he's going to make it a whole season this year? <laughs> I think so. I, I mean, Gettleman might be like, hey, uh, I trade OBJ, so we give this guy, we'll give this guy the entire season rather than half a year. I could see Gettleman picking up or trading for none other than the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals after he gets uh, <laughs> fired or something. Cause he's going to get yeah, fired. Yeah. I mean, they should fire him right now. Cause it's just going to be awful. Cliff Kingsbury, a New York giant head coach trade. I can see it coming. Why not? Why not? He'll say you, you'll get five first round picks better than what Oakland got for Gruden. They might actually grade that trade on ESPN. That's probably the best trade that Giants could do. I don't know. Just saying. Thank you, Yeah, New York. Anyway, speaking of coaches. Speaking of nonsense. Freddie is tired of the media nonsense. They twist and turn. They use portions of what he says when he says, yeah, I'd like him to be here, but it's voluntary. And he continues to address and to punctuate voluntary. That's the word. That's what he's trying to say. Voluntary. It's voluntary. He doesn't have to be here. But he is saying, I'd like him here, but I'm not going to be mad that he's not here. And now he's happy because he is there because it's mandatory. And he gets to see what his offense is going to look like. And right now, it's looking juicy. (laughs) It's like a steak from Longhorn Steakhouse. It's just juicy and Parmesan crusted. Really? Yeah. Okay. Longhorn Steakhouse. (laughs) We're not as good as Texas Roadhouse. At least we're not Logan's. True that. How nasty and delicious is our defense? It's like the buffet at Golden Corral. You know the food's going to be great, but you're going to be feeling like crap walking out. It's kind of like watching the commercial. You're like, man, that looks really good. But then you get there. It's even better. And it fills you right up because you have six of them. It's, it's like comparing it to first. No. You walked into Furs and you're like, as a little kid, oh, man, this is really good. I, never I can furs. eat as many chicken fried steaks as I would like. But then you, gotta have you get receipt. older. You got to get a receipt and go walk back and say, can I have another chicken fry? And that lady's like, no. Go and growl. They just let you get your plate and you get that seventh ribeye. You get that 14th shrimp cocktail. You get that omelet. For the ninth time, and that's delicious and nasty, like our Cleveland Browns defense. You ever put that cheddar sauce on your eggs in the morning time at Golden Corral? You know I haven't been to Golden Corral in years. It's been forever for me. It's been it's it's I don't go there very often. It's been like ten years, but I would say spreading that cheese sauce on your eggs and sausage links is like watching Miles Garrett sacking. Ben Roethlisberger, that's what it's like. That good? Delicious and nasty. Mmm. Mmm. So, you know who's nasty? Who? Colin Coward. Really? I wake up this morning to take my morning deuce like I do every morning. I pull up the Twitter, get excited about what's going on in the Browns world, what we got going on in Twitter at Orange is the New Browns, and today, I wake up to Colin Coward talking about the Cleveland Browns firing the, uh, firing the football god, Bill Belichick, in 95. Saying, the Cleveland Browns fired him. And I said, no. Art Modell. Art Modell and the Baltimore Ravens fired Bill Belichick in February of 96. Not the Cleveland Browns. So we're dealing with this guy who just wants to poke the damn dog anytime he gets a chance to. And he does it with nonsense. The, sh- the stuff is not factual. The guy doesn't know what he's talking about. It's exactly like Donald Trump says, fake news. It's, it's fake, fake news. news. Huge. It's huge. This guy... Doesn't get it. And then he wants to say Cleveland treated Belichick and his family like trash. Let me tell you this. Probably in the 90s, the Cleveland fans did do that. You know why? Why? He released the son of Cleveland. He released Bernie. So do you not expect people to be peeved a little bit about that in the 1990s when Bernie was the son of Cleveland? Agreed. So I'm sorry, Colin Coward. But stop poking the Browns. Stop it. He also said a couple days ago, Baker was immature for his takes on Duke Johnson. Baker is only sticking up for every Browns player on the team that shows up and wants to be there and is not asking for a trade just because the backfield's a little crowded. Yeah, And that's the truth because – He's not only sticking up for every player, he's sticking up for the coaches, he's sticking up for the front office, he's sticking up for the organization, he's sticking up for Regina, who makes his omelet every morning. That's what he's doing. And here's the situation. If Duke doesn't put out his drama, Baker's not going to say anything. But once you air out that dirty laundry – Baker's going to bring his Febreze bottle, spray it down, and say, I'm cleaning this stuff up right now. This is my team, and this is how I'm going to address it. And that's what he did. And that's not immature. That shows a leader saying, Keep your stuff quiet, or I'm going to vocalize what I believe. Didn't he make a comment on ESPN? He was fired. What? He was fired. What? He was fired. Because he called the entire country of the Dominican Republic uneducated. What? The entire country. What? Yes. So this guy who demeans and disparages Latin cultures because they're heavy on baseball, thinking that an entire country uneducated because they have baseball supremacy. I'm sorry, Colin. Colin. You deserve to be fired from ESPN, and you shouldn't be on Fox. Colin can go lick a piece of white dog crap. You're tired. You're old. 20-plus years. I don't know how you've made it because you're not using facts. You're only using stupid opinions, and you don't do your research. No. He has plenty of other people that are hired by fox to look up things the unfortunate part is they're wrong 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 you know who else is wrong who the fbi what yeah okay tell me about the fbi this this frustrating we talked about sasquatch last week <laughs> yeah we i can did. tell you i can tell you i'm probably in agreement with the fbi but here's the situation and you can be but you can be an idiot if you want to that's your choice That's your choice. The parents always knew I was a smart one. So that's okay, KT. That's okay. The FBI opened the file to their secret investigation of the Bigfoot in the 70s and 80s. Okay. So a gentleman who had the Bigfoot, some Bigfoot organization, sent in hair samples from the woods that he got from Sasquatch. You know what the FBI said it was? Deer hair. Deer hair. Duh. Like, don't you think Sasquatch is going to have animal hair on it? But he's not going to be a deer. Yeah, he will. No. Deer hair. No. It's gorgeous. (laughs) It flows in the wind. I feel like Sasquatch has deer hair. It's there. And if you don't believe me, watch the documentary Harry and the Hendersons. It's from the late 80s, early 90s, and it'll show you that Bigfoot and Sasquatches are real and they can live within society. It's there. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Harry and the Hendersons. Don't at me. So I'm calling out our fan base real quick. I want you to tweet, Facebook, whatever social media you have that Doo-doo. has the Oranges the New Browns uh, profile on there, and I want you to make fun of Brian. No. Okay. Anybody that agrees that Bigfoot and Sasquatch has deer hair or is actually real. Baker does. I might end this podcast right now just because I'm so disappointed Number <laughs> 6 we're even talking about Sasquatch for a second week ever. Here's the situation, ever. man. So the FBI listens to us on our phones. They listened to our podcast last week, and guess what they did? They said – Brian at Orange is the New Browns podcast is on something. We're going to squash his squatch. That's what they did. That's what the FBI does. Because if you talk on your phone, if you have social media, and you say, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about going to Disney World. Guess what's going to show up on your phone? Disney. Add to Disney World because. because they're listening. So guess what the FBI did? They're trying to squash my squatch stuff, and I'm not allowing it. Neither is Baker Mayfield. Stand strong, Orange is the New Browns Nation, because I got your back. KT doesn't. KT doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> believe it. If you want to see Brian be put in a mental commitment, just tweet us. I read Twitter every day. so, And we're a good follow. And I will, I will do the paperwork for the mental health commitment to my brother. Sorry. No, I'm good. Orange is the New Browns podcast listeners. You know what else I'm sorry for? What? We're going to talk about hockey real fast. Ugh. I know. but We don't talk about hacky. You know, hacky, hockey. 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 You got that bucks in that stick, huh? You, you know, heard it? Well, the reason why we haven't really been talking about hockey is because a company with four letters still has not granted the release of of their anchor exactly to be on our show they're, so they're ESPN, afraid of us. i'm gonna say it e s p n hurry up you're yeah, afraid of us you're afraid because because we're ahead of the news and we're better than Stephen a smith way better well his cousin yeah his third cousin we're better than max kellerman that's that's a fact that's like saying you're better than the wall and that's we are we are Max Kellerman is like a fake tool. It's like you send an employee off that just sucks and say, hey, go find me a wall extension. And they go to the Home Depot and they get laughed at because there's no wall extension. That's a fake tool. That's what Max Kellerman is. It's like getting elbow grease. Elbow grease. You know. Or blinker fluid. Blinker (laughs) fluid. So. (laughs) Yep. So NHL, the Stanley Cup's going on right now. So this is the finals. Boston Bruins. Versus the St. Louis Blues. Pretty crazy, right? I don't really care. Me either. So, what blew my mind is that the Bruins has a player the last name Chara. He has a broken jaw. Any other sport would he be playing? No. But he's playing in hockey. These hockey players are a different breed. Didn't make a difference. They Dude, still lost last night. Funny story. Hockey players break something. They continue to play. Yeah. But a horse... Got to shoot it. They shoot it. They put it down. And they turn it into glue. Into glue. Sorry. Thanks Elmer's glues. Just, you know, it's a fact. Let's put it this way. Let's let's throw some T's and P's to the, the horse nation. Okay? T's and P's. T's and P's, horses. The equestrian nation needs those T's and P's right now. It's a big word, equestrian. <laughs> My little ponies taught me that word. So, this guy broke his jaw. They still lost last night. The Blues are up three to two. They're going game six. There was a no call last night, and it reminded me of a basketball play because a guy got his leg taken out from behind him. It's like a trip. Okay. But he threw himself in the opposite direction. Huge flop. And so these Bruins fans, these NHL fans, are all up in arms because of this no call because on the same play, the Blues scored. But watching the video and watching it and breaking it down, the guy comes up behind, leg against leg, leg goes up, and then all of a sudden he finds the inertia to pull himself the other direction and the opposite leg flips over like that leg was taken out. Flop City doesn't deserve a penalty. Sorry. Screw you, Boston. I don't care. The king of flop tweeted last night that was a good LeBron possibly yeah I would have think it was I mean it was like Manu Ginobili got breathed on you know what I mean like somebody just breathed on him and he went the opposite direction and there's a foul called but this time the NHL refs were like no not doing it so and it reminds me because there's a player from the 90s that came into the minor league as one of the lowest-rated prospects ever because all he had done was coach a youth hockey league to a state title. Emilio. Gordon Bombay took a knee shot and Mighty Ducks 2 went down hard. Not like that. Not like that at all. And that's what hockey does for me is make me think of the mighty ducks which Let's one of the movies go to the concession stand get your popcorn get your Dr Pepper cuz we go into the movies welcome back such a long break of 1.5 seconds of not talking wow we're talking movies sports hey. movies I'm Ricky Bobby. If you don't chew Big Red, then bleep you. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. We are talking about some of the greatest sports movies of all time. And we're going to chop it down. I'm not sure doing a little choppy chop. I'm not sure what to do with my hands right now. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Bring bring them down. Bring bring bring, them down. bring, Bring them down. Anyways, we are going to talk about some of the top, best, football, baseball, basketball, movies of all time. Let's talk hockey. Let's, Let's get it out of the started way. Started it off. With we just finished hockey. talking about hockey and Gordon Bombay. Let's talk about the two movies. They had three. The two movies, Mighty Ducks One and Mighty Duck Two. Mighty Ducks Two, that sold rollerblades to kids that couldn't skate. The '90s <laughs> were just an amazing time to show what kids could sh- could skate and what kids couldn't. I had rollerblades and I couldn't skate. I skated pretty well. You did. I didn't. And it was I mean, trash. I mean, I thought it was kind of like the ge- the kid that looks like Benny on the movie we'll talk about a little bit later. Well, you you could actually. But he say is a Rodriguez. Kid. Yeah, a Rodriguez. I guess his last name is Rodriguez in both movies. So you could go for the Mighty Ducks 2. Yeah. So. so. But.
1: But here's I would thing. say
0: I looked pretty good. I was fast. I could score goals. But I couldn't stop. No. I couldn't skate. Watch out for the curb. And that's it. Done. That's all it was. But here's the situation. Mighty Ducks 1 and Mighty Ducks 2 taught me two things. What is that? One thing. One, don't drink and drive. Just don't do it. Okay, or you're going to have to coach a community hockey team in District 5 in Minneapolis. It's not good, I mean, but it works out. The main thing I learned was the biggest liability on that team was Goldberg. Goldberg? Trash. What? He was the worst goalie that you could have in a hockey movie. But they fixed that problem. They didn't fix that problem. They got, um, they got a new goalie. No. In the next movie. Yeah, but they didn't play her. They could have ran the table in Mighty Ducks 2. But no, they kept Goldberg because they wanted to be loyal. Gordon Bombay, you couldn't coach Major League Hockey because you wouldn't pull Goldberg for Julie the Cat. So, this one time, I was standing in line. You're never going to believe who was behind me. And I was who? like, "Amelio, Wow. Emilio. Emilio Estevez. Great character. Gordon Bombay. In the Mighty Ducks. Wow. Yep. Take out Goldberg. Liability. Let's move on. Do you, you have a hockey movie? Yeah, I do. What, what, what do you got? I don't. So let's move on. Move it. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's get basketball out of the way.
1: Because Basketball.
0: Basketball. One of the least... It's Areas super, of movies. It's super fun. Super fun yeah, to play. But it is. to watch is like agonizing. Especially watching the Golden State Warriors right now. I don't want to watch them in the playoffs. I'm super glad we're two and one with Toronto up on the Golden State Warriors. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Game four tonight. Anyways, basketball movies. Yeah. They're just not like, they're not at the same level that football's at. Damn sure not at the same level that the baseball movies are at. Doing my research this week, most, so this I would morning, say, 65% of the time. It works. It works. Every time. Yeah. But I would say probably 65 to 70% of all 1% to 25 greatest sports movies lists a basketball movie as number one yeah and do you know what basketball movie they list at number one do you want a man great movie (laughs) no it would be the hoosiers oh gene hackman yeah yeah i was really surprised with that pick, and why fox sports out of any sports movie of all time would have the Hoosier movie as number one. What I fall asleep during that movie every single time. I'm falling asleep to this podcast just talking about Hoosiers. basketball, <laughs> sports movies. It's bad. So let's let's throw Hoosiers out the door and all these like sports like f- uh, traditionals. Are like, oh my god, no fundamentals, fundamentals. If you want fundamentals, watch Pistol Pete. Yeah. The Pete Maravich story. That's fundamentals. Get out here, Gene Hackman. KT, what's your favorite basketball movie? Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. How could you not like Space Jam? We're talking about Charles Barkley. What? We're talking about Patrick Hewitt. Who? Patrick. Yeah. Yep. Heard of him. Some little short guy that looks like Muggsy Bogues. It's him. Because it is. Yep. Okay. And Grandma Mama Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Held out of junior college from Odessa. He was a Wrangler. He was an a Wrangler. He was a Is wrangler. Is that what they are? I don't know. Wrang- I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? We're gonna move Larry on. Johnson I'm played right. basketball in Odessa. Grandma Space Ma. Jam potentially saved basketball in the nineties. That's true. It's fact. Fact. Without Space Jam, Michael Jordan Wouldn't have come back to play. He would have not returned. But he returned with a weird number. Because he retired his. Yeah, but, I mean, he's Michael Jordan. He was 45. But he got his number unretired. Real fast. And he won a championship. A few. Yeah. A few after that. I mean, I'm just saying, probably the greatest basketball player ever. Sorry, LeBron. But... We are talking about a guy that didn't go play with his friends. So let's move on to the next category. I didn't get to pick my movie. Oh, you have a movie? Yeah. Okay, what is it? Disney's Air Bud. <laughs> <laughs> with a leg or without a leg? I mean, he's got a leg. Because there were so many Bud movies, I get it's the them the first confused. one. It's the OG. Oh, it's OG. It's the OG. Oh, okay. Disney's Air Bud. I don't have to explain the plurimus. You've seen 90 of them. But if I had an honorable mention, it would be semi-pro with Will Ferrell. Wow. Because it's just the best basketball movie with the best lines. You ever been punching the jejunum? <laughs> no. Exactly. Let's move on. Let's move on. Now we're talking football. Best Football movies of all time. You can't talk football unless you had your hand in the dirt. What is yours? What's your top? My top football movie, Easy. Friday Night Lights. I heard you were in that movie. I was an extra in the middle league crowd. Pretty famous. People know me. Kind of a big deal. Were you wearing a Rebel shirt? Yeah. Wow. That's kind of... They put me on that side because I had long hair and a beard, and I looked like Jesus. Well, and that's where they put me. I love that movie, mainly because I played on that field in Ratliff against Roy Williams, who's also in that in that movie as As a coach for Midland Lee. Exactly. Boom, boom. Little sports knowledge, we just put it in you. Next, my top football movie. Of all time. Eh. There's so many of them, but one of my favorites is Remember the Titans. Yep. I love it. It's it's a great movie. It's like you take the Equalizer and you put them with the X and O's and you get Remember the Titans. Broke Barriers. Training Day. Yep. It's just amazing. Great movie. It is a great movie. And... It had a good cast. A really good cast. Yes. But the only thing you needed was Denzel. Yep. Sit. I mean, it could have been an entire movie of Denzel, and I'd have still watched it. Yep. Moving on. Wait. What's your honorable mention football movie? Oh, easy. Disney's Golden Retriever. Air Bud. Boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm... Man, I don't, I'm i kind of speechless because that was pretty funny. Let's talk probably the best category when it comes to sports movies in the world. Boom. Which would be baseball. 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 Not basketball. Not football. Not basketball. We're talking baseball. America's pastime. Do you want to talk about it? Because we it's already America. know what the top. Baseball movie is. Go ahead, El Jefe. Number one, The Sandlot. It's the best movie of baseball for baseball ever. For fur. Period. For fur. Yeah. You heard it, Sandlot. If you don't like it, just like Freddie Kitchen says, if you're not wearing brown and orange, you don't matter. You don't matter. And so do you not matter if you don't like the Sandlot. The Sandlot was our childhood. We grew up on Fifth Street, and the Fifth Street gang, every day during the summertime, would walk down to our makeshift baseball park. It was a real baseball field, but it was kind of falling apart. And play baseball all day, every day. Very. Nine to ten deep, every single time. Very, very hot at times. 100 degrees. Won championships. We knocked balls in lakes. That's what we did. Literally. There's a duck pond just south of the field, which would be technically a foul ball, but whatever. Yeah. So here's the (laughs) situation. We played baseball just like these kids did. It's nine deep. And so our childhood growing up, Sandlot, every single day, We had shenanigans. We did everything they did. We did it better. Matter of fact, we stole a dog that looked just like the dog in Sandlot. That's a lie. It is. Yeah. but Complete lie. So what do you think is uh, a good honorable mention for baseball sports movies? There's multiple honorable mentions for baseball movies. Okay. The category itself, you have comedies like Rook of the Year, Major League, one and two, not three. (laughs) Just put that out there. The third sequel is never good. Never. Never. Major League, back to the big leagues. No. 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 Then you have movies that made history, like Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Just like this podcast, if we have a podcast, they will listen. Simple as that. Easy. Done. If you record You're listening it, right now. You are. Best podcast ever. Ever. Hands down, Gene Hackman said that in the movie Hoosiers. Yeah. I mean. all this kind of stuff. If the cast of Major League at that time had a choice to listen to podcasts. They picked us. But we all know that podcasts didn't exist until we started podcasting ourselves. Yep. Because who really listens to podcasts? If you're not listening to Orange is the New Browns podcast, who's really listening to podcasts? I don't know. I don't don't know anybody. So, Phil the Dreams, you helped create our podcast. Thank you. So, let's think about it. You had another Kevin Costner movie, Bull Durham. Great movie. Amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Breathe through your eyelids. Yep. One of the best lines in any baseball movie. I will tell anybody, especially if I'm coaching basketball or soccer or the driving range, if they're having issues, I'm like, hey, breathe through your eyelids. (laughs) I'm having issues hitting my golf ball. I clear the mechanism. That. For the love of the game. Yep. Baseball. Baseball. Has a lot of great movies. Another a lot of them. Another one. A lot of people don't... A lot of people forget to talk about it, but it's in almost every top 10 greatest sports movies. The coach, Tom Hanks. Mm. There's no crying in baseball. Yep. It's great. A League of Their Own. League of Their Own. One of my favorite movies. Back when Rosie O'Donnell was... You know, what's funny was funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah. it was literally good. Yeah. You had Madonna in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a good movie. Great cast. Tom Hanks played an amazing drunk manager. So just I don't know. Like we talked about Rimmer and the Titans. I would say Field of Dreams broke some barriers, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was a funny movie. Great, funny movie. Are you talking about Field of Dreams or are you talking? Oh, about sorry. A League, League of, of Their, their Own. own. <laughs> a League of Their Own was a hilarious movie. Yeah. It's great, great stuff. I mean, I even watching that as a kid made me want to go outside and play baseball. Yep. So, well, think about this. Let's 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 have like a six degrees of baseball. Okay. Sandlot. Great. Who's in it? Benny the Jet Rodriguez. He is in it. Yes. James Earl Jones. Oh yeah. Oh, he was in. Oh, he was in Field of Dreams. Yep. Yep. So. We have James Earl Jones, Mufasa, Darth Vader, also Baseball Whisperer. If you got James Earl Jones in a baseball movie, it's going to be a hit. Yeah, because if you got Brad Pitt, which, believe it or not, makes Moneyball a lot of sports movies top ten lists. I don't like it. I didn't think it was that great. Nope. So Moneyball Moneyball. was not good. The only Moneyball that I like... Is the one that's in the lottery and it's called the Powerball. <laughs> that's it. Get your ticket and start endorsing us. You know, give yeah. us some money. Come on, Money Mall. Powerball. Powerball. I want to win the lottery and I want to go on an HGTV's My Lottery Dream Home. So it's a bucket list of mine. So I got to start playing the lottery. What are you going to do? Build the house right by the Brown Stadium for Energy? A, I'm buying the stadium. <laughs> And I'm going to live in it. And my next door neighbor, guess who? Who? Bernie Kosar. Awesome. So let's talk about last but not least, your surprise sports movie. I've got one. You've got one. Let's go with you first. Sports movie that's out of just the normal categories. One of the best movies based on the line, based on how it was presented and how funny it was talladega nights awesome good pick you like crepes yeah what are crepes i don't know they're really thin pancakes mm. oh with yeah. the fruit stuff i love those mm. yeah crepes it's a little bit of a shake and bake shake and bake you can say that again yeah shake I'm, and all, bake. I'm all hopped up on mountain dew right now i don't know about you and when i think about jesus i think about my jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt Because it says, hey, I look formal, but I'm here to party. Yeah. Good movie. What's yours? Believe it or not, you're going to be surprised. Cool Runnings. Oh. People forget about this movie. John Candy, rest rest in peace. R's and P's. R's R's and P's? Is that what you usually say? No, T's and P's. T's and P's. Who really cares? (laughs) Because John Candy... Made that movie amazing, and then one of the greatest lines of all time: "I see pride, I see power, I see one bad beep that don't take nothing from nobody." Great movie, love it. Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. John Candy, love it. It was a good sports movie. Made me want to do you know bobsledding for a passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, before we go off, one of the least looked at sports movies of all time. Okay. Teen Wolf. Michael <laughs> yeah. J. Fox. Michael J. Fox <laughs> turns into a wolf and dung some balls. <laughs> That's where I'll leave it. Yep. And on that note, we out. This was Episode 7 of Orange is the New Browns Podcast. We got a word for you, Colin Coward. Just like John the Mox Moxon from Varsity Blues, I don't want your life. Thanks for listening.